Welcome to Rise Above Performance Strain, 15 Minutes of Strength, the show where we explore and discuss the vast landscape of strength to help all of us live our best and strongest lives. I'm your host, Doug Fiorinelli, and this is Episode 2, What to Look for in a Youth Training Program. I've been a trainer since 2001, and I've ran my gym, Rise Above Performance Strain, since 2008. And one of the areas of training we focus on is the youth athlete niche. In this episode, I'm going to go over what parents, coaches, and athletes should consider and look for when choosing a youth strength and conditioning program. So I have five key areas that you want to consider when you're looking for programs for your young athlete, whether it's your child or your team, and what environment they should go into. So a lot of times we choose convenience over good. Living in the Bay Area, in the San Francisco Bay Area, uh, traffic is brutal, uh, especially when kids are in school and sports and people are going back to work and in the office. Uh, Commutes can be up to 45 minutes to an hour. So, you know, choosing convenience sometimes because parents don't want to drive around can be something worth considering, you know, when you're choosing something. However, you know, just choosing that one gym down the road where they'll train anything and anyone may not be the best bet for you. So, you know, no parent wants to drive more than they have to. They're already in the car a lot. And we do like to live a convenient life, you know, that fits kind of get as much as we can in without kind of, uh, you know, sacrificing things to do things that we don't want to do, the mundane, you know, driving too much or waiting in lines, things like that. I would say cast a little wider net when performing your initial initial search when you're looking for a place. If you're living in an area with a lot of traffic, chances are there's going to be a lot of gyms in that area as well, a lot of businesses. So, you know, do a little search in your general area and, you know, not all gyms have these dedicated strength and conditioning programs that cater to either athletes and especially young athletes. You may, you know, want to be a little bit leery of the person that says they train everybody. Yes, I think training in general, basic strength stuff, you know, how to do push-ups, how to do squats. Sure, they're pretty much all the same. Uh, But then again, you know, having a relationship with that client is also important. Talking to an adult who wants to lose weight is much different than talking to a young kid and getting them to buy in with the strength and conditioning type program. So look for places like that, that actually specialize and have success in training youth athletes. And what I mean is in terms of success, I don't necessarily mean, oh, this kid got a D1 scholarship or 99% of these kids are going pro level, (laughs) you know, things like that, which would be pretty amazing. Um, You know, look for ones that have successful kids, have kids that stick around for a while, have places that refer other people to these places. You know, that is a good successful program. Some programs have integrated strength and conditioning run by coaches themselves or outside trainers. Let's say you're on a baseball team You know, the coach sometimes will say, yeah, we have strength and conditioning. So it's kind of all this one one stop shop. They can justify charging a larger price, but also they keep the kids with them a lot longer. Again, not necessarily a bad thing. However, you know, I don't think people can be all things to other people. 
you're not going to ask me to teach a kid how to hit better. Um, I know the basics of swinging a baseball bat or a softball bat, but I wouldn't know, you know, beyond big, big, <laughs> glaring things like, oh, dropping their shoulder or turning their head or pulling their body out of the box, how to help a kid hit better, you know, whether it's turning the wrist or using the um, body to rotate a little bit better. So I wouldn't expect a coach to go beyond the basics with training. A lot of them do circuit training, like they see CrossFit or they see um, some other types of things and they try to get these kids, you know, just moving around like a kind of low level PE class. And, you know, they're, they're not really learning. They're just kind of maybe sweating a little bit and getting going, but it may not be as, as beneficial. So you also want to go to someone who kind of knows what they're doing and specializes in that type of thing. The second big thing you want to think about are the goals. Not only the goals of the child, but of the parent. And this is for both the coach and the um, potential client. Now, the younger the kids are, they may not have goals, um, you know, specific goals. And they don't need to, you know, it's just like, okay, do they want to be here? Are their parents forcing them to be here? Um, just get them moving, teach them the proper thing and set up a good foundation on how to do these things so they don't hurt themselves going forward. And yeah, they'll see the benefits and strength gain and probably some confidence going into games and um, into their sporting events. Now, parents' goals can be completely different. They can be, I want my kid something simple, like just to learn basic stuff and to get stronger, um, to get quicker or to jump higher. I get, you know, kind of a lot of things like that. Some are injury prevention related. Honestly, that's kind of on the lower end, though, um, of things, which I think that would be pretty much on the higher end, especially for certain sports like soccer and basketball where ACLs can be, you know, quite common, especially in the younger athlete as they're growing and getting stronger. So I would check both the parent's goals and the child's goals. If you're the parent or child, like see how the trainer reacts to your goals, you know, if they're just, oh, yeah, we can do that or this and that. Um, and also, you know, as the trainer, see what the parent's goals are. You know, you're going to have to talk to your your parent in a way that you kind of reinforce what they want to do, but also set expectations. So if they think they're going to be have an elite eight-year-old kid in two months, you know, kind of subvert expectations, say, hey, you know what? Our goal is to build a foundation. And we're going to take your child and teach them the basics. So, you know, they'll build a foundation as they get older, they'll progress with these exercises and progress with weight and progress with speed, and it will help them out on the field. The biggest thing right now is learning how to do the movements and gain confidence so they're out in here, but also outside. They'll have that confidence and they'll perform better. But also, you know, injury prevention is a huge key. We don't want to see any of our kids getting hurt. Um, we also don't want to see them hurt in here or out on the field or in the future. And the more conscious they are with their body movement and awareness, the less likely that is to happen, especially in a non-contact kind of setting. Which leads into my next point is expectations. So what are the expectations for the child? And it kind of goes along with the child's goals. And when you ask them the goals, the expectations are kind of underlying in there. They'll say, oh, you know, I want to jump higher or faster or, you know, I had kids that say, I want to learn how to do a clean or a deadlift. So those can be part of what they want to learn. Now, a barbell clean, and if they've never lifted a weight before, you have to set their expectations and say, yes, that is definitely possible. We have to learn, one, how to do move the legs well, how to hip hinge, um, how to have the 
correct shoulder mobility and wrist flexibility to do a clean, and we're going to build up to that. So, you know, in my program, we usually have three to four week program blocks, and we build upon those like within the block in terms of changing the weight or changing the repetitions, and then we change the exercises as the athlete progresses. So, we will say something like, yeah, these are all the prerequisites to help you learn to clean. But then we're going to, you know, it's going to take a few weeks to get stronger and build up upon that. And then you'll see if you give it time and patience, you'll have a better clean because you checked all these boxes going forward. Same thing with the parents. So parents, you know, maybe will throw out the generic goals of faster and jump higher. And a lot of times it'll come from the coach. The coach says he needs to be X. Okay. Now you have the coach's expectations and the parent's expectations and you don't want to put too much pressure on a kid. So what I, you know, usually do is can the strength and conditioning coach, you know, kind of meet those needs and give you a roadmap of how to meet those expectations. You got to see if you really have a trainer or kind of a sales representative, they should be able to honestly convey what to expect during the program and, you know, the potential results they're going to see. Um, at my gym, some places do and some places don't. I do a free assessment for all athletes and people say, oh, I don't give anything away for free. But personally, it's for me to see how the athlete moves. So that way, if they want to stick around, I know exactly what to put in their program and how they're going to move. Also, if they have injuries and things, I get to know these things ahead of time and see you know, if I'm dealing with something like a ankle injury, like, is this going to cause a problem with their squat or their deadlift or even their jumping ability down the road? So I know, but it's also for the athlete and the parents to kind of give a kind of an idea of what we do at the gym. So that way they know what they're getting into and they know, you know, with no skin off their back, if that is the right place for them to be as well. I want everyone to be in the right spot and want to be comfortable. That is the number one goal, you know, starting out. I have had people that have come in and not come back and it's just not the place for them. Some people like big gyms with a lot of kind of vibe and loud music and big team things and people lifting monstrous uh, amounts of weight. And that is fine. There are gyms like that. Um, and I also have people that really like the small atmosphere that we provide. They like that and, you know, the individual attention. So that is kind of what makes our gym a little bit different, but also not for everybody. So this segues into what type of setting the athlete and the parent want. Is it a team or individual type setting? The right gym and program is often determined not by the specific program itself, the weights or the sets and reps or the exercises choose, but by the comfort level of the individual. So the more comfortable the parent and the individual are with the setting that they're in, the more they're going to put into that program and the more they'll get out of it. Training is a constant state of feedback, not only for the person doing the training, but the coach and the parent. You know, the feedback comes from the movement, but also the emotional response to the movements as well. Some people like more personal attention. Some people like a smaller field so they can focus on themselves rather than worrying about what another athlete is doing. And some people want more people around to kind of feed off the energy and the vibe and to see other people doing things and be like, yeah, I got to do it that way or that's what I want to do. And some people, you know, do okay in these big groups and are able to excel in these big groups and whether they're in a constant competitive mindset or the small group where they need to kind of go inward and really take their time. 
So I think the competitive ones are the ones that excel quickly and catch on to things quickly. And the internally competitive people want to take a step back and really dig deeper cognitively into these kind of exercises and really build up and learn how to do things well. Lastly, it's going to come down to the amenities of the gym and the programming. Bigger and fancier facilities are not necessarily the best. And I say this not because (laughs) I have a small, not too fancy facility. You know, I try to keep a clean, well-equipped environment, but the big fancy gadgets and the turf tracks and, you know, all the colored plates and things like that make a good impression. And they do give the impression of success, but you want to focus more on the programming and whether it's right for your person. So adding all these things together, you want a knowledgeable and experienced trainer and trainers in that program. You also want the ability to assess the individual demands daily. So in a big program, you know, you have like 20 kids, it's hard to kind of get the most out of everybody. You're going to kind of be limited to the common denominator. I have the luxury of when every kid comes in, I can read them really quickly. Do they look energetic? Do they look tired? Do they look like something bad happened at school? Do they look injured when they walk? And I can adjust the program, kind of pry a little bit out of them and change the program based on what we need to do today to be successful. Those are important things too that you may not get at a big facility with a lot going on. And that might be important for the parent and the athlete. There's also proper progression of the program. So a lot of places will give individual programs or they give a big group program and change it all the time. Is that important to you? I think personally it is, especially with people with injuries or prior histories, it's very important to progress. Or if you're having an event that has a specific date, like a triathlon or something like that, that you want to count backwards to and really kind of fine tune the programming or a competition, something like that, that is very important. And I just think, you know, instilling confidence is the number one priority at any facility. And yes, it can come from those big mega facilities with a lot of fancy equipment. Confidence can be there like, hey, I train at X Globo Gym. This is the place where I'm, I'm at and I'm confident and I'm strong versus the other place where you can constantly give feedback between the trainer and the individual and say, hey, Johnny, Susie, you guys did a great job. You increased this, you did that and you did a great job today and tomorrow or the next day, we're gonna come back and focus on this exercise and we're gonna try to bring it here. You know, so maybe more individualized confidence, but either way, you wanna find those places that will bring the confidence to the kid and give them success down the road. So there are the five things I think are important when searching for a youth training program. I wanna thank you all for joining me today. If you found the information valuable, and if you like the content and want to hear more, please consider subscribing to this podcast. Also, check out the Rise Above Performance Training YouTube channel. I have videos, um, not only of the podcast, but also you know, exercise tutorials and other things on there. Check out riseabovestrength.com and sign up for the monthly newsletter where I kind of distribute this content to you guys. All the show notes will be in the information down below. And thanks for joining me. And until next time, remember, all the strength you need is created on the inside and reinforced on the outside. Take care, everyone, and we'll see you next time.